Hey everyone, my name is Topher. And my name is Naisha. And this is Hallway Chats. Before we get started, I want to draw your attention to Nexus. They are our they are our sponsor, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, I am a user of their services. Uh, the WordPress sites are on their their servers, and it's fantastic. I really like it. They're super fast. They have all the cool tools that I really like as a nerdy web developer. Um, they have some cool stuff I haven't got to use yet, but I'm excited about. Uh, they do a lot of cool stuff with WooCommerce. They have automated testing. They have a sales performance monitor. Uh, there's a plugin performance monitor, and um, I'm looking forward to checking that out. And you should, too. And now we're going to get on with our podcast. And our guest today is Leslie Sim. Welcome. Hello. I, I, I have a question about your name. Is the S yes. hard or soft? Is it Leslie or Leslie? Oh, I prefer Leslie, so soft. Okay. But yeah, it's all right. Cool. Whoever's pronouncing it. We were talking about famous people named Leslie or Leslie before you came on. Um, and how how do you pronounce the famous people's um, S's? Um, mostly what the, the one I know most famous is Leslie Nielsen, and it sounds mm -hmm. like there's a Z in it. Um, but I've known some others. I think I alternate. And, uh, Leslie, Leslie, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So tell us about yourself. Um, where do you live? Uh, I live in Singapore. It's almost exactly on the equator, so it's hot oh, and wow. rainy all the time. <laughs> all the time, and your days Ooh. are the same length year round. Yep, that's right. So, but it's. In near the ocean, um, what's the temperature like? Is it miserable hot all the time, or is it? Uh, it's get getting there the ocean? with climate change. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like being getting like really hot, like searing hot. Um, I think most most of the time it's somewhere between twenty six and thirty degrees Celsius. I would say. Okay. Wow. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. It's hot. Hot. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I think 30 is just over 100 Fahrenheit. Whew. Yeah, so 78 to 212 Fahrenheit? Not 212. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait. No, no. I, I put in 100. <laughs> 86. <laughs> 86. Oh, that's not well, bad that's at all. That's perfect. Yeah. That's where yeah. I grew up. That's what the temperature was. I, I have always wanted to visit Singapore, by the way. Like, I'm like, that's definitely on my list to visit. So. I'll call you when I come. <laughs> yes, come. I'll bring you around and show you all, show you all the restaurants and like great tourist sites and yeah. Yes, awesome. I know all about Singapore because we play Mario Kart and there's a track there. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like nice. you've practically been here already. That's right. <laughs> we fly up the, on top of the buildings and race through swimming pools. It's great. <laughs> so. Uh, tell us what you do in WordPress in your own words. I know, but I want to hear from you. Um, I work on a newsletter plugin called Newsletter Glue. Um, it connects ESPs, so like MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, Campaign Monitor, MailerLite, all of those um, to WordPress, and lets you use WordPress to manage, publish, send your newsletters. Um, so you don't have to be, you know going into MailChimp and fiddling with the 
um, email builder all the time. And instead, you can use WordPress, which, you know, people listening to this podcast are already more familiar with. They're in it all the time. So it's make, it makes sending newsletters feel like you're just writing a blog post, um, which is really nice. And then you get all the good benefits of um, having your newsletter archive on your site. So, you know, that means it benefits from SEO. If you have a membership site, you can um, restrict the newsletter content um, and so on and so forth. So basically all the publishing strategies that you're using for your articles, you can now apply to your newsletter. Excellent. I do use it and I like it very, very much. Yay. There's excellent support. (laughs) (laughs) Personalized. Yes, the inside joke is that I sent her a lot of DMs. Ask a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, one thing, one thing that I should mention is that yeah. um, we're now focused on um, medium to large publishers, newsrooms, and media companies. And, okay. Um, yeah, so we've been having a lot of fun, kind of also doing more personalized um, onboarding, customizations, and working more closely with them. Okay, so last I knew. Your team was just you and, and a developer. Do you have more people now? Um, we have a support person as well as a marketing, content marketing person, and we are kind of onboarding writers right now as well. All right. That's cool. So you're growing. Yeah. Um, you are currently an entrepreneur. Have you ever worked for someone besides yourself? Have you ever I had have. a real job? Yes. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Uh, I used my first job was in Changi Airport, um, and that was really cool because like it's to me like the best. I wouldn't even say like one of the best. I, I would just like go ahead and say the best airport in the world. Um, and mm-hmm. so kind of um, you know getting the inside track to seeing what that operates like and the levels that they operate at um, is really cool. Um, then, but then it also turns out that uh, government type work is not for me. It's like <laughs> um yeah and and so i moved into ad agencies and i really enjoyed that it was a lot more um fun and flexible um and then i kind of did a hard left and went and became a freediving instructor for a while oh wow um, oh cool yeah <laughs> uh, that was that was really really fun and like one, one of my favorite things about that was kind of was actually the teaching um, and less of the actual freediving because it was really cool because like you do um, these short three or five day courses with students and mm-hmm. you're like blowing their mind every time. And so, yeah, like just getting to be a part of changing someone's life, like even for a short time um, was really rewarding. Uh, yeah. That is pretty great. And then, and then I um, started working for myself after that because, you know, once you've gone and done that, it's hard to get a regular job yeah i bet Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have a really cool Uh, background i'm like wow that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) thank you um where did the idea for newsletter glue come from um so we we actually so my co-founder and i um met on uh, on the indie hackers job forum he was looking for a co-founder and at the time he had built a membership plugin um, because his background 
was in membership plugins, he was the lead developer and ultimate member. And, you mm. know, having gone through all of that, he was like, okay, I'm going to come out by myself and try to build um, a membership plugin that was better than th what was out there. Um, and then he quickly ran into all the typical developer founder, <clears throat> excuse me. He typically, he ran, he quickly ran into all the typical developer founder problems, which is, you know, oh crap, like development's only half the work. There's all this marketing <laughs> that I have to do. And, you know, I didn't do any of the like customer research at the start. I didn't build up any um, excitement around the launch, all that kind of stuff. And so that's where I came on board and um, I tried to do that. And uh, we both um, quickly realized that there's a lot more to um, marketing or a lot more to membership plugins than we expected. So the yeah. membership plugin, um, I guess like competition or area is already really saturated. There, there are lots of good plugins there and trying to convince somebody to move from a plugin there or that's already good and very heavily featured to a new plugin that's, you know, not as stable, um, fewer features was really difficult. Um, you know, even if we tell them that like, oh yeah, we're, it's a lot newer, it has like more modern features it's still kind of not enough of a push to get them to even try it out. Um, so we right. got really stuck. And um, we were planning on closing the plugin down, but um, during the process of kind of building, building it out and marketing it, we built an add-on, a MailChimp add-on that sent, um, <laughs> sent posts as newsletters. And I wasn't sad about closing the membership plugin down because it never kind of got traction, but I was sad about losing right. the add-on because I was using the add-on for my own newsletter. Ah. I, I realized like, you know, I was sad about it because there wasn't an obvious um, substitute that I could use. Right. In contrast, you know, there's so many obvious substitutes for membership plugins. Um, sure. And that kind of like, that realization, you know, I, I thought like, okay, if I was sad to lose the plugin or that add-on, um, you know, there's probably lots of other people who are looking for something exactly like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we pivoted and we kind of made that add-on into a full-blown plugin. And we learned from our mistakes and we did everything different from day one. So um, I built in public, you know, spent a lot of time on Twitter and um, Slack channels, getting to know people, building a community, um, all of that kind of stuff. And like, doing lots more customer research and interviews at the beginning to really get to know customers and what they wanted. Um, and yeah, so like there was so much more traction from day one and it was much more fun. It wasn't a struggle trying to even get people mm. to try the plugin. Um, and that's beautiful. And yeah. The rest <laughs> is history. It yeah. Is. And how long has it been? Uh, we started in 2020. Oh, all right. Nice. Quite new in the middle of the pandemic that's like an awesome that's awesome yeah. to hear a success story that came out of the pandemic like that that's that's incredibly cool yeah you know i think it must I think, um, it must have been right about them that i became aware of you in the community um i started seeing you on twitter and things like that did is that when you started getting on twitter like why did yeah. why did i start seeing you everywhere was that deliberate <laughs> yeah. on your part Good marketing. Uh, yeah, it was. That was that was exactly what I was talking about, right? So like we did the membership plugin in 2019 and you know, I didn't get on Twitter, I didn't do any of that stuff. And then, you know, learned from our mistakes and um starting 2020, I so what what I did basically was just um 
put in WordPress into to their search and then just follow everybody, like literally like <laughs> hundreds of people and you yes, know, like start interacting. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like for anyone starting with, you know, 50 or less um, followers on Twitter, like that's kind of the best way to get started because you want to fill your um, Twitter feed with WordPress people and then you just start replying to them and making friends. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's wisdom right there. All right. Um, I have some personal questions. Are you native Singaporean? I am. Born there? Born born and raised. I went to a university in Australia, in Sydney. Ah, cool. cool. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. Does Singapore have its own language? It does not. So okay. our um, the language that we learn in school is English. So we're all kind of educated in English. Um, our official language is Malay, which yeah. is um, just kind of like a path-dependent historical artifact because we are um, neighbors and used to be a part of Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we all also have to learn our mother tongue. So in my in my case, our, my mother tongue is Chinese, um, uh-huh. Mandarin. Um, have and to? So, who said who says that you have to schooling does? Uh, the government yeah so we, we learn we learn like okay. a second language in school and okay. that's um chinese but lots of people so in singapore it's kind i would say it's kind of like um canada or switzerland where like you know you've got people who prefer speak english but then you've also got people who prefer speak chinese or malay or tamil um, right. depending on how they grew up Cool. I was thinking today about uh, Luxembourg, which is another city state, and they do have their own language. They oh, speak cool. Luxembourgish. <laughs> Thought they spoke French. Look at that. I'm getting a yeah. really good yeah. geography lesson tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to learn um, Mandarin right now and also Korean and improve my Spanish. So my goal is to learn five languages in the next four years. So I am going to try to come to you when, when I come to Singapore so I can please practice my Mandarin as well. <laughs> this nice, is not yeah. that great. <laughs> That's really Many ambitious. Will... Oh yeah. Yeah. Why not, why not one language at a time? Oh yeah. I'm learning. Uh, so I'm improving my Spanish. I can speak Spanish and I'm learning Korean. And then after that, I'm going into Mandarin because uh, I heard Korean gotcha. is good for knowing Mandarin and Japanese. So I was like, yeah. let's try there. And then I can hop into Japanese and Mandarin and then I'll know everything and I can be, take over the world. That's my point. <laughs> you know the story of how the Korean alphabet was made? No. Uh, I feel like I do. Absolutely fascinating. They they had they didn't have a written language crazy late, like into the eighteen hundreds. They didn't have a written mm, and the yeah. king one day said, Hey, everybody else has one. Let's have one too. And they just made one and and they chose to make it um oh what do you call it what kind, um what kind of written languages chinese and japanese it's uh ideographic so they mm-hmm. chose to make korean not ideographic but there are they're, oh. they're they're like letters each one has a has a pronunciation and uh it, it was really interesting to see a modern group of people deliberately and scientifically make a new written language that's so and cool it, it's, that about that. 
Yeah, it's a great story. You should read it. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to make this podcast about the Korean language and its roots. <laughs> awesome. We can talk about K-drama snakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, do you have family around? Siblings? Uh, yeah. Yep, I have an uh, older and younger sister. Huh. Nice. All all living like your whole family living in Singapore still? Or did uh, anybody go all off except the... for my younger sister. So she lives oh, in okay. Australia now. Oh yeah. Where does she yeah, live? So is we it... all went went to study uh in Australia. Oh so Australia. she's in Melbourne now. Yeah. Oh cool. Is that so a common place for Singaporeans in... to go, Australia? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. For studies, holidays, retirement. It's kind of like Nearby with better weather, Uh, (laughs) Um, more things to do, a bit bigger. Yeah, that's why I want to come to Singapore. That's I like. I just keep seeing like about the shopping, and like the fashion, and I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get a piece of that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen uh, Anthony Bourdain's? What's that city? Um, I think my our fashion is quite simple actually, just because it's really Uh hot. So like. Like I just wear like t-shirt and shorts all the time. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not the fashionable person that you're coming to Singapore <laughs> to see. No, you you are. Oh. You are. You are. <laughs> Have you ever seen Anthony Bourdain's TV show called The Layover? I think it is. I saw he, No uh, Reservations, but I don't think I saw The Layover. Yeah, The Layover. He very deliberately goes on a long flight and puts a 24-hour layover in the middle, and then goes into mm-hmm. town and eats everything he can find. Oh, that's and, a dream. You know, he's got, it's, it's a setup. I mean, he's got friends in town. They're like, you need to go to this restaurant, this restaurant, whatever. But we saw the episode where he went to Singapore, and it was really cool because he, he likes to try a variety of things. So he went to a super fancy place on the top of a tower, and it was crazy expensive. But then he went to, like, nine different street food places. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good quick snapshot of the city. Um. He showed the geography of the city. He's like, okay, we're here now. We're going to drive down here to this restaurant. And then we're going to drive over here to this restaurant. And so you get an idea of like how long it takes to move across the city and things like that. It was a pretty great show. So, Leslie, if I come to Singapore, what dish do I have to eat that reminded me of food made me hungry? Um, there are a bunch. So, um, Robbie from Beaver Builder was just in Singapore and... Um, I dragged him out to a nasi padang place, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of um, a Malay um, ethnicity. It's not really a dish; it's a bunch of dishes. So it's like mm. rice, and then you choose from a whole bunch of dishes. Mm. It's like curries mm. and stews, oh. um, and bunch of fried stuff, and yeah. So that was really, really good. Um, and I think like that's the place that I would bring you just because it's really fun to choose stuff. Mm-hmm. And then and so you get to try a bunch of things, but it's also um, not the typical. Like if you researched um, food to try in Singapore, that mm-hmm. is unlikely to come up. And uh. But it's really good. And so it's kind of like the local thing. Like I'd be able to bring you, but like it'd be unlikely that you find that for yourself. Um, so I think like that's the place that I would bring I you. I love that. Awesome. Um, and also, I think 
the thing that would come up if you kind of tried to do food research is chili crab. And I think that's mm. something that you should definitely try. That sounds um, good. Just because it's, yeah, it's really good. Is it spicy? Um, yes. Oh, um, yeah. It's a little bit sweet as well. Um, and like, depending on, you know, which place you go, it'll be like more spicy, less sweet, more sweet, less spicy, and, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think those are the main two. And then you've got um, lots of uh, noodles as mm. well. Um, yeah. And then we, we've got like our fair share of like really fancy, you know, Anthony Bourdain, Michelin star restaurants <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. Nice. If, if you went to so... those, I'll like kind of point you in the direction and then ask you how, how it was after. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs> So I am crazy allergic to shellfish. How much trouble am I going to be in if I come visit? Um, ooh, I think I think you'd be okay. Um, yeah. I think it, it'd be similar to Bangkok, which we were all mm. at. Um, yeah, recently. and I I did all right in Bangkok, but they somebody concernedly told me that they actually put uh, shrimp paste in nearly everything. It's a flavoring. Oh. And I didn't know that. And it didn't bother me. So, I mean, yeah. I've never had shrimp paste. I'm, I'm guessing it's more just actual shrimp that's going to get me. But mm. um, it's those hidden things that now I'm starting to think about more. I used to think, well, I just don't eat shrimp, but I'm fine. Well, now it's a secret that <laughs> sneak it in on me. <laughs> well, now we need to go. We'll get you a Benadryl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Naisha, were you in WordCamp Asia? I was, and I missed you there, and yeah. I was so sad. I saw you tweet, and I was like, oh, she was there? Oh, that, I, was, I was so sad, yeah. but yes, I was there, and it was fantastic. And that, um, wish, that actually leads... to catch up. Yes, we do, we do. That actually leads into one of our questions. Um, what did you think of the first, first WordCamp Asia? Like, did you have like some top moments, and just your thoughts in general? You were an organizer, right? Uh, I had so much fun. No, I wasn't. I was uh, an oh, MC. Okay. So they gave me like a staff badge and I was really worried people would ask me about like, you know, where things were and what, what was going on. And I was like, mm, don't ask me anything. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had such a good time. Um, one of the highlights for me was meeting people, um, you know, in person that I had only ever talked with online. Um, and yeah, just like hanging out and, you know, for example, like um, I got to meet James, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. And we got to talk about K-dramas a whole bunch. Hero, so, like, James. I, yes. I love yeah, I wish, I wish that you were in that conversation too, and I wish I met you, like the three of us would have been able to geek out on that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so like just stuff like that was really, really fun. Um, and... The location was great. Like mm. Icon Sam was so nice and it was so big. And you know, any, anytime you wanted a break from the conference itself, it was you know just walk around the mall and you can you know distract yourself with a hundred different things, mm -hmm. um, which is really fun. And that like f that food thing in the basement was yes. awesome. Oh, so good. Yeah, that I was didn't so get cool. to eat there. You I didn't? wanted to so oh. much. I ate enough for both of us. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I ate there most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. Um, yeah, so I think like those were the highlights for me. And just 
the, the level of organization, um, I'm going to be super biased and say that um, I feel like Asians do like um, hosting really well. <laughs> um, and like, I definitely felt like, you know, there was there were people and like volunteers for every single touch point that you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And so like, even as an MC, like I wasn't that involved, but I had so many people like coming up to me at different points and being like, okay, so like, this is the thing that you do now. And then like, okay, we're gonna like guide you into the room at this time. Yes. And then mm-hmm. at this point, this is the thing that you do. And you know, there was just like so much help um, at each step. Um, and I was really thankful for that. Cause like, I, you know, I don't know which room I was supposed to be in or what time or like, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. there was help in person and then also help in the Slack channel. And yeah, so like, I, I thought that that was great. It was I, the most well-organized event I've ever been to, just in general. Tech conference, yeah. conference, wedding. It was just so organized. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's, it might be the best organized WordCamp I've been to. Mm-hmm. And I've been to almost 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. What's, cool. what's next for WordCamps for, for both of you, for Leslie and Topher? What WordCamp? Are you guys thinking about going to next? Um, you go first. For me, um, probably just the next WordCamp Asia. Mm-hmm. The the European and US ones are a little bit too far. Understandable. Um, I'd like to make it out there one day, maybe mm-hmm. next year or the year after that. Um, but yeah, just like not not this year. I understand. Have you ever been to the US? I have. Um, that was, so, so my big, um, free diving detour was preceded by, um, three months in the U S. Um, yeah, I spent that kind of visiting friends. Um, yeah, that that was really fun. Uh, I went to a whole bunch of places. So, um, LA, San Francisco, Seattle, uh, Colorado, New York, Boston, Philadelphia. Oh, nice! I think I think those those ones moving around. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> I might go to work camp Montclair, which is in New Jersey. Ah, okay. Um, I'll be there. I'm going to. Nice. <laughs> um, work camp Buffalo was canceled last year. Mm. After, and I had already been accepted to speak. And today, I got an email that said, "Hey, we're going to spin it back up this year." You get first dibs because you had already been selected. Do you want to speak? So um, we'll have to see. It's in May, I think. Um, and then I'm still dreaming of going to WordCamp Europe. We'll have to see. Nice. I won't go go there, but I'll definitely be at the next WordCamp Asia. So we're definitely going to get food, yes. Leslie. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't care what happens. I'm going to be there. I've always wanted to go yeah. to Taiwan, too. So I'm in there. <laughs> nice. There's so many night markets. Oh, so I'm 100% dragging you along with me on <laughs> I am okay like with market it. food excursions. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm putting it in my calendar now. Like so if it pops up on your email like you're like when did we do this? Oh, about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> I am not angry about that. <laughs> All right, we should wrap this up. We need to end our day and you need to start yours. <laughs> so, I'm going to read the outro here. This has been an episode of Hallway Chats, a part of the Hero Press Network. 
Your hosts were Naisha Green and Topher DeRoja. We'd like to thank Sophia DeRoja for the music and Nexus for hosting our network. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and mention us on social media. Dun, 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 we're done. Hey, nice. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Yes. I've been looking forward to this since last fall. Like, I think we started talking about it last fall. I've been looking time. forward to it ever since I missed you at work camp. I was like, oh my God, I really wanted to meet you. I really wanted to meet you. <laughs> I was so sad. Oh, so I was like, yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, we I, did, be fun. I did such a bad job of like um, trying to make sure that I met every single person that I wanted to meet. Uh, um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. There were people that showed up that I did not know were going to be there. I even had a friend that didn't know he was coming until two days before the event. Wow. And his boss said, <laughs> you need to show. go. Get this. Take this ticket. Go now. And uh, <laughs> and he showed up. I, I haven't, like, I saw him. I met him in India in 2015. I never expected to see him again. I don't get over to India that often. <laughs> and he just walked up to me. I was like, ah. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh. One of my friends actually is an English teacher in Singapore. And I hadn't oh. seen her since high school. So about, oh, my God, that's like. 10 years ago now. And uh, she actually flew over and met us in Bangkok. Yeah. We went to uh, Chinatown one night. Wow. So yeah, she, I, it was, we were laughing about, we were like, cause we come from a small rural town in Southern United States. And we we're like, look at us. We're in Asia. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was, that was fun. That was a really great experience. Oh, that's so cool. 